0: Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts.
1: As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing.
0: We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love.
1: This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable,
0: bring your trauma and your drama,
1: and let's start healing.
0: Welcome Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. We're very excited to have you here. Today's topic of discussion is going to be internal versus external processors. And this is going to be a breakdown of how do people communicate and come to conclusions on what they want to say in different ways. That can cause difficulties between people. Now before we jump right in, I would ask you if you have a little bit of time to go over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review. It would be very helpful so that people who might need to hear this podcast can be able to find it. So to get just a basic idea of what is an internal versus an external processor, internal processors oftentimes stop and think very carefully about what they're going to say before they say it. Versus external processors kind of think out loud. And because there are these differences, it can oftentimes cause a lot of misunderstanding or conflict between people who are engaging with somebody who is a different type of processor from who they are. So what we'll do now is take a little bit of time and dive into what is an internal processor, then we'll talk about an external processor, and then we'll talk about the dynamic between the two. So because I'm more on the internal processing side, I'm going to be kind of a resident internal processor. And Ruth is more of an external processor, and so she can give a little bit more perspective from her view of what an external processor is. But for internal processors, what they do is they take time to think things through in their head before they speak. And a lot of times what happens with an internal processor is they really are kind of calculating and thinking about, if I say this, how are people going to perceive it? And they are looking at different avenues. If I say this, then they'll do this. If I say that, then they'll do that. And they really are trying to pick a direction that they can go where they're most likely to get a good response from people. And so because an internal processor's doing this extra effort to kind of think through things, it oftentimes takes them more time to come to a decision or a conclusion on something. Depending, I think, on how neurotic you might be as an internal processor, sometimes people might think through one to two different scenarios, and then other people might be thinking about 15 to 20 different scenarios about how those could play out. So the more scenarios you run through your head, obviously, the more time it's going to take you to be able to respond to somebody.
1: I think a lot of times this internal processing can appear to an external processor as if they didn't hear you or they're not really listening to you. Because if I ask a question, sometimes Sim will just automatically start thinking in his head and he's processing through it. But for me, I'm not sure if he heard my question because it appears as if nothing's happening in the conversation. And so sometimes I'll jump the gun and I'll just say, hey, did you hear me? And so a lot of times they will respond, oh, yeah, I heard you. I'm just kind of thinking through
0: it. And going off of what you just said, I think a lot of times when an external processor asks an internal processor a question and they don't get an immediate response, they go right back into kind of talking or describing or explaining something again because they're expecting an immediate response. Because for an external processor, they're really quick on the draw. They don't need that extra time to kind of think through things. So a lot of times I see this in session where one partner asks a question, the other person doesn't immediately respond. And so the other person goes right back into talking about what they were talking about and doesn't actually get an answer. So a lot of times I'll actually tell those external processors, give your spouse a good 30 count. And that's normally enough time for the person who's an internal processor to think about what they want to say and then say what they have to say. But for the external processor, they view it as either they didn't hear me They don't understand, or they're ignoring me because a lot of times that's what the external processor is thinking. That's why they go right back into just kind of talking more through what's going on. And it's not necessarily that the internal processor hasn't heard you, doesn't understand, or is ignoring you. It's just they need that extra time in order for them to process what the external processor had said, consider responses, and then choose a response.
1: And just to address what you said, I don't think that it's necessarily that external processors don't need as much time to think. I think what it is is that external processors think out loud. And so if internal processors are people who prefer to think things through in their head before speaking or taking actions, then external processors are individuals who think out loud and prefer to talk through their thoughts and feelings. And so I think it's not that we don't need the time to think. It's that our thinking is also a conversation because we're thinking out loud and we're processing through our thoughts and feelings as we talk them out.
0: And I think that's a really good point. When you think about the difference between internal XR processors, for me as an internal processor, it feels weird or very foreign to just say something out loud when I haven't thought or calculated first. And then I'm sure for you, it might feel almost restricting to have to think about something first before you say what you want to say.
1: Oh, yeah. I think we've mentioned this before, but there have been times where I've told Tim, I can't think in my head where I really am trying to process through things, but it's just so much harder for me to just think in my head. It really does help me to verbalize things and talk through things, which can sometimes get me into trouble because a lot of times I'm just thinking through ideas and I'm not necessarily making a decision, but sometimes I can say something not necessarily meaning that, but kind of wondering through it and processing And then later on, it can be like, well, you said this, but it wasn't a definitive answer or something that I decided on. It was something that I was talking through.
0: Oh, yeah, this is another interesting part where people can come into conflict with, with internal versus external processors, because an internal processor will view and see something that an external processor is saying and say, oh, that's really what they think, or that's the end conclusion that I should draw from this. But a lot of times it's this kind of preliminary thought process that they're having, and they haven't actually really landed the plane yet. It's just a, hey, I'm kind of thinking about this this is in my head. And I always like to explain this to internal processors. And I tell them like, hey, basically, if you're talking to an external processor, it'd be almost like if you had a billboard on your forehead and everything you're thinking is printed on that billboard. That's kind of what's happening for an external processor. And as an internal processor, it's easy to see like, oh, a lot of things I think I don't really mean. Or that's not what I would say to the same degree where it's like an internal processor wouldn't want to be held accountable for all their thoughts. An external processor shouldn't be held accountable to all the things that they say because they are thinking out loud. The nice thing about that is that you can see the inner machinations of an external processor's mind and how it works and how they came to those conclusions. The internal processor, you can't see those. Those are all private and people don't get to see how your brain works or how you came to a conclusion and so a lot of times internal processes, is much easier for them to be very distant or standoffish and not really connect with people because they're so busy in their mind thinking about how they want people to respond to them.
1: And it's funny because just as you were talking about that example of the billboard, it made me think of external processors are almost like a digital billboard where it's just constantly going and it's giving a bunch of information and kind of processing through it as it goes along. And it's a stream of thought, right? So this digital billboard, if you can just picture, it kind of goes and goes and goes. Whereas internal processors, I see it as a printed billboard where, okay, I've come to my conclusion, this is my final thought, and now I'm making a statement.
0: And that's an interesting thing too, because the digital one, it's easy to change it or correct a mistake. But for that printed board, once it's up there, it takes a lot of extra time and effort to change it. And when it comes to conflict, external processors tend to be a lot quicker on their feet than internal processors. And so a lot of times internal processors can actually feel backed into a corner because they're having this dialogue with somebody who's so fast that they're just changing the digital print. But then, oh, I got to rip down this old billboard. I got to print a new one. I got to paste it up there. And a lot of times this is why people who are internal processors are more conflict avoidant because it's very difficult for them to keep up with somebody who is an external processor. Another thing, since we're on the topic of conflict, that's important to be aware of for external versus internal processors is during that conflict, a lot of times the external processor may say something that's hurtful or uncomfortable for the internal processor to hear. And I see this quite often play out in couples counseling sessions where the internal processor will be talking about something the external processor had said, and they'll get one of two responses. The external processor will say, well, I didn't say that or I didn't mean that. And then the internal processor goes into kind of defending how they know that the external processor meant that. Or I remember exactly you said these words. What do you mean you didn't say that? And it can definitely come across to somebody who's an internal processor as the external processor being a liar or being disingenuous. External processors have what I like to call throwaway statements. And that's those beginning thought processes where they don't really mean it, but they're just thinking out loud. And they say something and... Maybe in their mind, but maybe not necessarily out loud, but they reject that thought and they move on to something else. But for the internal processor, that's a crazy thought to have. It's like, no, 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 if I would have said that, I would have meant that. Versus the external processor may not have meant that and may have moved on from that. And oftentimes when they say, well, I didn't say that, they genuinely don't remember saying something like that. And they can feel like they're being accused of something that they didn't do. And they may very well have said that thing. But again, going back to this billboard idea is that. If everything an internal processor thought was printed across that billboard, that's basically what having a conversation with that external processor is like. You hear all of the things that are going on in their mind, and if it is something that does come out that's hurtful, it's fair for an internal processor, I think, to say, hey, that hurt my feelings, but then also allow the external processor to be able to walk that back.
1: I think this can even happen in planning. So a lot of times I'll talk through my planning and I'll say, okay, so we should probably leave at 9 o'clock and then that way we can get there by 10.30. But then as I'm talking out loud, I'm thinking, oh, actually, let's leave at 8.30 because I need to stop at the store on the way. Oh, and then actually, I need to stop at so-and-so's house. So let's make it 8.15 and then that way we can still get there by
0: 10.30. And for me as an internal processor, all that changing and that dynamic that happens, it gets confusing. So now I have a ton of extra information in my mind. And oftentimes, what that leads me down to is then to not know what we're actually doing. So, for me, actually listening intently a lot of times when she's evaluating, changing the schedule just makes it more confusing to me. And so, there's definitely some times where I say, okay, what's the plan now after it seems like she's solidified it?
1: Yeah. And if you don't clarify or if you don't say something like that, then you lock on usually to the first thing that I said. And so, you'll say, okay, we're leaving at nine. When in reality, I moved it to 8.30, and then I thought, oh, no, we actually need to leave by 15. So then at 8 o'clock, when he's not getting ready or he's not ready, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I thought we were leaving at 9. So this external processing, even in planning, can get us into trouble if at the end I don't summarize or he doesn't clarify with me, like, okay, what is the final billboard that's printed? So a lot of times external processors will use discussion as a tool for clarity and for understanding, right? I'm working through my plans or I'm working through my thought process to help me clarify and understand. And so external processors can appear more open and engaging when there's a group discussion or when you're
0: brainstorming. And for internal processors, brainstorming oftentimes can be very difficult for them to manage because, again, there's so much information that's coming in. And a lot of that information coming in, at least from an internal processor's perspective and point of view, ends up being useless or worthless or just confusing. And so I remember I'd be in these meetings at work and they would have a brainstorming session. There's a problem. We want to solve it. And I would relatively quickly have an idea that I would want to share. And so early in the meeting, I would share what I thought was a solution to it. And then I would just kind of check out in my mind. I'd go to La La Land for a while. And then near the end of the meeting, I would start checking back in to see, okay, now what are we actually doing? It didn't really matter to me if they chose my idea or not, but I didn't want to hear everything else that was going on or all the other ideas. I just wanted to hear, okay, now what are we doing?
1: Yeah, so the internal processor, they might appear quiet and reserved in group discussions or in brainstorming sessions. And I think part of this is that introvert, extrovert things that we've talked about in the past. But Tim does not enjoy brainstorming sessions at all, where I think it's so fun and it's dynamic and I want to hear people's ideas and I want to then build off other people's ideas or maybe I want to give a baseline idea for me and I want other people to help me process through it and clarify it and build on top of that. And so you can see how oftentimes, because of the difference in communication, people can take it the wrong way if you assume things, right? So it'd be easy for me to assume like, oh, Tim's mad or something is wrong if he's appearing quiet in this brainstorming session or if he's appearing quiet in this group discussion. Or maybe someone looking at an external processor can assume, oh, they just want all the attention. They're trying to be the focus and they're talking so much. But for me, it really is more either connecting people or it's clarifying my ideas through this discussion. Whereas for internal processors, they value that solitude for reflection and clarity. And they don't get the clarity through discussion. They get it through their internal processing and their quiet internal thought.
0: I think uh, external processors, they like collaborative troubleshooting versus an internal processor. They want individual troubleshooting. I just want to sit and think about how this could go right or how this could go wrong on my own and then maybe present it to people later. But internal processors are looking to try to give people at least a little bit more of a finished product versus external processors. They're not as worried about having that finished product ready to go.
1: And I think that could appear to you or to an internal processor as if external processors are kind of flighty or they change their perspective a lot based on the opinions or the flow of the conversation. And that's true. But it's not because I am trying to Chameleon or fit in with the crowd, or based on what he said, now I want to do that because I'm worried about what people think. It really doesn't matter to me. But by hearing what people think, my perspective does change and my, my opinions do change based on the flow of the conversation because it brings clarity to me. External processors really benefit from feedback and that interactive dialogue. So it's not that necessarily I'm flighty and I don't have an opinion and I'm just going to go with the flow of things, but that flow of conversation helps me to form my opinion. It's not necessarily because of the people in the group and who they are, but because of that discussion allowing me to talk it out loud.
0: Well, yeah, and I think one thing that's very different about internal versus external processors is I think external processors tend to be more genuine. And the reason why is because they're not filtering. They're not trying to craft a persona or trying to have people view them a certain way. They're just kind of more shooting from the hip. This is what I think. This is what I feel right now. Versus internal processors, a lot of times they are trying to craft a little bit more of a persona. They're trying to be careful about how they say things because of maybe how they want people to view them, or they're crafting how they say things because they're trying to get a specific response from people. And I think both things have benefits and drawbacks to it. The external processor, they are more genuine. But a part of the thing with external processors is they can be a little bit abrasive because they're not carefully considering how they're saying something. And so some of the times they say something, it can be very pointed and uncomfortable. But the thing is, you're tending to get more of a real view of what an external processor thinks. Versus somebody who's an internal processor, they tend to be much more careful what they're saying, and they tend to be less abrasive with how they say things. But a part of the problem is they take a lot of time where they're very carefully crafting what they're going to say, And sometimes they shave too much of the edge off of what they want to say, and then now they're saying something that's not genuine. But it does get the internal processor an end result. So I always like to tell my internal processors, you need to leave a little bit more of the edge on the truth. Don't try to craft it down so hard that you're getting a very good response, but you're not actually saying what you need to say. And then for external process, say, hey, you could shave off a little bit of that edge. Both of them need to be wary of two different things.
1: Oh, yeah, and to go along with this idea of helping me to craft my thought processes as I talk out loud. A lot of times I'll be talking to Tim or I can think of another friend where I'm talking to them and I'm not necessarily trying to change their mind, but I'm always intrigued that their minds don't change and that they already have this thought formed. And as I'm processing through and I'm thinking through and things are changing in this dynamic way as we're talking, it is really funny to me when I think of a particular friend of ours for Tim, where it is just very matter-of-fact and it is almost this idea of like, I said what I said because they've already thought through it and and what they said is it.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with those internal processes. A lot of times they have had pre-thoughts about something. They already have somewhat of a framework about something, even if they're not fully knowledgeable about it. A lot of times they have already partially thought about something at the very least. Versus for external process, I think a lot of times it's hey, I haven't thought about this at all. Ooh, this is new. This is interesting. Oh, this is fun talking about this. I think that's also a different perspective is the external processors. It's fun to engage in that dialogue versus for the internal processor, it's not necessarily that much fun. And I think for an internal processor, they also have more goals for the conversation. When I'm having this conversation, there's this end goal of it versus external processors, it's more the process of the conversation. I'm just having the conversation. There's no end goal. I'm just having fun talking.
1: Going back to what we talked about earlier, where I asked him a question and it just seems like there's nothing there. He's not responding. If I jump back in and I say, Hey, did you hear me? We've actually come up with a pretty good script for us because that could be frustrating for him if I continue to ask him like, Oh, did you hear me? Or what are you thinking? rather than asking a question and leaving it. So as we're talking, if I ask a question, I'll say, Hey, do you need some time to think about this? And I'll assume Kind of that benefit of doubt, not that he's ignoring me, but he really did hear what I said and he just needs a little more time. So I'll ask him and I'll clarify, hey, do you need a little more time to think about that?
0: Or if she asks me a question and I know I'm about to do a deep dive in my thought processes, I can tell her that like, hey, I'm going to take a second to think about this. And I think the internal processor, a lot of times they can feel this social pressure, like I have to give an immediate response. And that can be because maybe an immediate response is demanded. But sometimes internal processors can put that pressure on themselves expecting there's this immediate need for a response versus a lot of times you can take some time and think about it and consider and weigh your options before you say what you need to say.
1: Oh, for sure. Because if we're in conversation and you just tell me, hey, give me a second, then that's totally fine with me. But the problem arises when I genuinely don't know if you heard me, because I think there are often times where you don't hear me. Or you're already deep in thought and instead of me getting your attention, I jump in with a question and then you really didn't hear me because you're already kind of in your own mind. So because oftentimes he doesn't hear me if I just jump into a question or jump into a conversation and he doesn't even know I'm talking to him, we can run into problems. So it really is good just to clarify for him to know that if he's going to think about something, just to say, hey, give me a sec. Or me, on the other hand, asking, hey, do you need a second? And so I know a lot of times when we talk about communication, it feels almost so basic or such extra work to communicate and say these extra words or clarify. But it is so important to clarify and get down to the basics of communication because we are so different. This internal, external processor, it's not right or wrong. It's just different. And so if we can figure out ways to really work together on this and get to a place where I'm not trying to change him, and likewise, he's not trying to change me, we can really meet each other where they're at and still meet the needs of our relationship.
0: And I think this really does boil down to conflict and disagreements. Also, people who are external processors are going to have a tendency to be more comfortable with conflict. Not that they like it, but they're going to be more comfortable with it. Because again, it's a dynamic conversation where there's a lot of moving parts and things can change. And even though the person who's an external processor may not like that, they are much more adept at dealing with those types of situations versus the internal processor is going to tend to be more conflict uncomfortable because of that dynamic nature of those types of conversations. And they need that extra time to think. And a lot of times their thought processes get challenged, which the internal processor isn't so great at dealing with versus an external processor tends to be much better at it. And so this boils down to a dynamic called the distancer-pursuer relationship. Now, this is something we've talked about. We have a whole podcast that's just dedicated to this. But basically, the idea is the person who's conflict-uncomfortable, when a conflict arises, they're going to distance. And the conflict-comfortable person is going to pursue that person who is just distanced. And then that person who just distanced is going to feel uncomfortable because of the pursuit. Then they're going to distance further. And then it just continues that dynamic.
1: So as you go throughout this week, If you don't already know what type of processor you are, it's very likely that you do know, at least you have some hints or clues. But if you don't know, hopefully this has helped you to get an understanding of what kind of processor you are, but also what kind of processor is your spouse or your significant other or even your children. If you have two different types of styles, that's okay. And that really can be a powerful interaction. If you guys could figure that out and figure out how it could work to your benefit, where internal processors can really offer deep, well-thought-out insight, while external processors can kind of drive dynamic, fluid discussions, and maybe that internal processor can serve as a sounding board for that external processor to really work through some of their thoughts. So in the end, maybe you can come out with this finalized, deep, thought-out conclusion that you've drawn. And it really is important and essential to create space where both people feel comfortable sharing and processing in their own way. And so as you go throughout this week, try and meet that other person where they're at and really view whatever processor your children or significant other is as one of their strengths, even if it's different from how you process. So come over to our Facebook group this week. As we're just going to take a quick poll of who's an internal processor and who's an external processor. All right, you guys, have a great day. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you.
0: If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988.
1: Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.